This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hey, Dad, how are you? Hey, sweetie. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for being here. This is fun. This is awesome. I'm honored. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. Wow. First timer. I'm teaching my dad a new trick. (laughs) I know. I've not, I've listened to many. I've never been on one. I'm beyond honored. So good. I'm excited. I am too. Thanks for asking me. So before we start, I'm going to brag on you because you won't do it. So I'm, I'm just not amazed. And I mean, I'm not, I am amazed. I'm not shocked at all that you have your own podcast. So <laughs> you've been like this your whole life, high school, college. I'm in your college. You're like, hey, dad, I can't talk. I'm running to fashion board meeting. Hey, dad, I can't talk. I'm going to Glee Club. Hey, dad. Oh, by the way, I got nominated to be on the homecoming court. Can you escort me? I'll call you back. <laughs> I mean, it's like you've been that way your whole life, just going, doing. Um, it's amazing. You're, you're just, um, you made me feel bad. I'm often I'm laying there watching football with crumbs on my chest going, well, Sarah wouldn't be doing this. She'd be doing something. So. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, thank you for saying that. That's really sweet. Uh, you, squeeze, you squeeze every ounce of, out of life that you can. So I'm proud of you. Just trying to live well. So thank you. <laughs> you are. You definitely are. Well, that was so nice. Well, this isn't about me though. It's about you. And so I just wanted, obviously you're my dad. There's so much I do know about you, but I wanted to, you know, get a little more personal and have it on record in honor of father's day. So if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it's father's day, happy father's day, dad. And yeah. even if you're listening to it later on, that's okay. I think it'll still be a fun listen and we will get to know my dad. So my dad, Russell Dawes. He has a wife named Georgian, my mom. I'm the oldest of four children. He lives in the suburbs of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, that's like good, just, I think baseline intro. And then we're going to kind of go chronologically here. I have a few questions that I want to ask you and to begin, I want to go way back, you know, not to make you sound old, like too way back, <laughs> but I want to go back to your childhood. And I find that there's a lot of interesting correlation between our childlike self and things we just naturally liked and were drawn to kind of like you said, a lot of my characteristics now as an adult really stem from things I was interested in as a child. And I want to know how would you define yourself as a child? What were you like? What were your interests? And what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, wow. God, that's loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a really easy going laid back kid, just had great friends. I mean, one thing I miss that I, I wish that you could have experienced and that today's generation could experience anybody. I'm, I just turned 60, like less than a month ago. So anybody close to my age remembers the, the joy of the neighborhood where we all grew up. We all, you know, we left every morning in the summer at seven. And our mom, my mom was like, if you want lunch, be home at noon. If not be home uh, before the streetlights come on. And we were just going all day, riding bikes and playing baseball and swimming in the pool. So I had, I had a very idyllic childhood. I got to admit, it was very laid back and uh, middle class in Memphis and really didn't struggle with a lot of stuff. So I had a good, I had a really good childhood. Uh, what did you? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say at this age, before we 
get into you growing up a little bit older. What did you think you wanted to be when you grew up, when you were young, like elementary school? Oh, I'm like most kids that age. I wanted to be everything. I mean, my dad, your papa was a pilot. Uh, so I thought I wanted to be a pilot. Um, of course, I was going to be starting shortstop for the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, other than having no talent, that didn't work out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think when I was that young, you really think about it. Everybody that age back in the 70s kind of had the same mentality. You know, you wanted to be a, you know, a, a, a football player or a pilot or a cop or a whatever. You know, I never really thought about it. But I think as time went on, it became blatantly clear that my um, – I was definitely born to be in sales. And that's just kind of where I ended up. And so – and I'm, I'm happy I did. I remember when I was in college, I tried, you know – engineering and other stuff and back in the day my dad was like son you got to be true to yourself <laughs> and it's like uh so that was probably not I did not know that you thought about engineering I can't even see that at all no I couldn't either and that was probably silly but uh for the longest time I actually wanted to be a coach and uh I was going to coach and teach math and then um when I saw my uh high school coach who had already won two state championships throwing a paper route every morning to pay his Aww. bills. I said, you know, I'm not sure I want to be a coach anymore. Mm -hmm. and, um, so I kind of fell into sales and that was just a natural for me. And I've been in it for now 30 years. Wow. Okay. So let's move into high school, college. We're kind of already there talking about work and whatnot, but as you grew and matured, and this question could be related to business, it could be related to just personal life, anything. Did you have any mentors? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was very involved in church growing up and had a lot of guys that were very uh, influential, influential in what I did that I looked up to on a personal level. I really didn't get a lot of mentors in the professional field until I got really out of college and, and in the business world from the time I started back in, you know, early nineties until now. I've got all kinds of people that were highly influential in my professional career. But as a kid, it was more on the personal level. You know, I really just learned. I mean, I, I got this from, from my, my dad and from my grandfather. Um, I developed a pretty good work ethic. I mean, back in the day, yeah, I sound old now when I say that, but you really worked hard and got paid or you didn't have any money. I mean, it was like, mm -hmm. I mean, my dad was that way. It was like, you know son, I'll pay for the basics, anything over that, you're going to have to earn it. And uh, my grandfather was a, a World War II vet, uh, got two Purple Hearts in the World War II in the Philippines, and, you know, worked hard every day and paid for his, for his family. And my grandfather on the other side went hunting every day, uh, not out of sport like people do now, but to put food on the table. So, you know, seeing how they grew up with you know, virtually nothing. I, I really learned at a young age that um, if you want money, you got to earn it. And I did. And um, so, I mean, mm -hmm. nowadays it's not that drastic. And hopefully, um, you know, you, you, my four kids, including you, didn't have to be that um, hard nosed about it. But hopefully, some of that that I learned, I instilled in, in, in y'all. But, um, 
Yeah. And let's talk about that because work ethic is something interesting that I think a lot more people have been talking about as of late with this new mindset around it. I definitely think there is obviously something to hard work and it's one thing to feel spoiled or entitled. I think it's great to know the value of a dollar and be diligent with your money. But on the other hand, and you know, chime in whenever you want. I think sometimes there's maybe, maybe not for you, but a little bit of an origin story that kind of spins out some limiting beliefs around money. Like money is scarce and money is really hard to get. And I'm afraid of, you know, or maybe intimidated by either earning too much money or earning not enough money. And where's that going to put me as a person when in all reality, that's not the life in just the day and age that we live in. I feel like that there are ways to work smarter, not harder. There are ways to allow your natural strengths, talents, abilities, and openings of doors to put you where you need to be. Um, and lucky for us, of course, we have good people around us who encourage us and won't ever let us just, you know, what's the worst that could happen. We're not going to end up on the streets in our very privileged scenarios that we have here in our family, in the States and where we live. But I don't know. I just wanted to know if your relationship with money, earning money, making money, spending money has, has that evolved over the years? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible is that the, uh, that the money is the root of all evil. And that's mm -hmm. not the verse. It's the love of money. Mm -hmm. the root of all evil. And so I've learned over the years, I've been extremely blessed. You know, we've, we've done well. Um, I've had years of really good money and years of, of making, you know, next to nothing. And so what I try to teach the four of you as kids is that, um, you know, if you put your, your faith in, in the almighty dollar, you're, you're going to be sorely disappointed. You know, it's all about family and friends and, but you have to get your, you know, butt out of the bed and go to work and earn a living. So, I mean, there's numerous verses that talk about the sluggard and staying in bed and, you know, not doing anything. So I think it's a happy medium. Um, I think that's one reason that I've, I've enjoyed my life in business. And I've been in, if you had told me 30 years ago that I would be in financial software and traveling the world, I would have been like, you're out of your mind. But it's, it's just amazing where you end up and what you do with it. Um, what I've tried to do with the four of you is just to constantly keep you informed and force you to kind of inform yourselves what's going on in the world and what reality is, because you kind of grew up in a non-reality world. You lived in a city with a low cost of living and went to private schools and had a lot of great vacations. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. But that's not really reality. When you look at the whole country, it's like, don't lose sight of that. And, mm -hmm. uh, kind of realize where you are and what you've got, what you've been blessed with and, and pass it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the older I've gotten and the more I've seen, and of course now had about 10 years of professional experience myself, it's, I, I realize more and more what priv privilege looks like. And even just when you were speaking about our generation, we were of course generalizing, we're really speaking about what we knew, who we grew up around the circles we ran in. And again, yes, I think there's I, I don't think money is bad at all. I think the way you approach it, the way you spend it, the way you use it and the way you do or don't love it, almost worship it in a sense that can be a mm. line that you shouldn't cross. But I think that privilege is something that we need to take 
we need to, we need to be acknowledged. We need to acknowledge and not just with money, but just with so much. I mean, parents that are still married and a house that we live in and I mean, cars that we can drive and just so much the state, you know, the place we live, United States of America, there's a lot, there's a lot. And I do think that, um, y'all did a good job. I feel like that I do know the value of a dollar while simultaneously acknowledging the privilege that I had then and have now, um, in my life. And that again, goes money, education. There's so many things we could spill that into, but going back a little bit and talking some more about personal life. Like I just said, you and mom, you've been married for what, how many years? 33. 33. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, well, I should be, remember because your 30th was the year I got married, which was yeah, 2018. It'll be 34 in December. in December. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long so, time. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask this for marriage before, and then we're going to go into the same question for fatherhood. But if you could go back to how old were you when you got married? 20 what? Let's like, see. Like late was, 20s, mid 20s. I was 20. Six and your mom was 22. So y'all were so young. If you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice specifically in regards to marriage, what would you tell your mid 20 something year old self? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fall on your knees and thank God that you were able to marry the woman you did. Uh, (laughs) That's part of it. I mean, we've been married 33 years and she's aged eight. So, um, and you, you and your siblings can't swim out of your gene pool. So be thankful for that. But, um, uh, I think the biggest thing, and I've actually had a chance to share this with younger guys. I think the biggest obstacle young men have, I can't speak for women, obviously, but for young men, when they get married is we're just naturally very selfish. And we, and part of that's good when you're single. You know, I don't want to be like the guy in uh, the old movie where greed is good, you know, but I don't want to say selfish is good, but when you're very on your own and building your career and kind of feeling out what you're doing, you're kind of totally focused on your own, on, on yourself. And that's good. That's fine to a certain extent. But I know when I got married, um, I was so used to just taking care of myself that I had no idea what it meant to uh, be unselfish. Mm-hmm. And that was a real, uh, real bone of contention in our marriage early on, because your mom, Georgianne, came from a family that was completely unselfish. And um, so that was, that was tough. And I think understanding and realizing and embracing the differences between the two families when you marry somebody, because when you marry somebody, you marry their whole family. You don't just marry your spouse. You marry the parents, the in-laws, the cousins. You marry everybody. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've been blessed because Matt's family is very similar to ours and how they treat family. But if you married someone that was extremely different, that's going to be a struggle. But one thing I did learn as I grew up was that the, you know, the heritage that you inherit from your family uh, you don't have to pass that on. So if there are things in your in your family that you inherited as a legacy and as a heritage, you can stop it. You don't have to just say, well, that's how we are. And I'm just going to be like my dad or be like my grandfather and care, pass that on. No, no. You can stop and you can say, no, no, no. 
I'm going to start a new heritage right here. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Either creating or stopping. I don't know the better word for it. Generational fill in the blank. It could be creating generational wealth. It could be changing generational habits. It could be, you could be the one person that then continue that then the generations after you continue maybe doing something that you started and that, you know, we might've not even known happened in the generations past. And so you kind of answered two in one, cause you started talking about family, but I did want to ask more specifically to, since I am the oldest about 31 years ago, <laughs> um, before I was born. So April 15th, 1991, when you mm-hmm. welcomed your first child into the world fatherhood, I'm not a parent, so I can't even speak to this on motherhood, but expectation first reality. What would you say? What would be the advice that you would give yourself that day? The day I was born loaded question. Yeah, it's pretty loaded. Uh, I, I think there's no greater title to a man than dad. And so your whole life changes when you become a father. I mean, it's just like everything changes. Uh, getting married is crazy. You know, getting engaged is crazy. But when you're a, a parent and you're like, you know, they handed you to me and you were so small, you had a ton of hair, but you were <laughs> tiny. Still do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, now what? You know, they don't give you a manual. They're like, okay, see ya. Uh, you got to get out now. And uh, I remember going home going, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have none. And uh, so I think you just, you, you pray a lot and you just like, okay, what do we, what do we do here? Now, your mother was amazing. I mean, your mom was born to be a mother. And so she was just, you know, stellar. And uh, so for me as the dad, it's more of the, okay, I got to provide, I got to protect, got to make sure they're, they're uh, okay. Um, I'll tell you a funny story you may not even know. So when you were being born, you were born in, in uh, Illinois in a relatively small hospital. So there was one uh, anesthesiologist on staff that day because it's small as it a weekend. And so they came in to give your mom her epidural where they put it, you know, put a shot in her back and numb her from the mm-hmm. waist down. And uh, it didn't take, it took on like half her body. So mm-hmm. the guy comes back in and there's a time, there's a window. And if you don't get it by a certain time, you're, you're, you're no good. You're out. And so this guy, this is back in the days of pagers. You probably know what a pager is. But they had a little pager on their belt where they would page them. You need to call this number. And so the, the guy's pager kept going off. And finally, as a young dad, <laughs> I can see Matt doing this. I finally just grabbed the guy's pager. So here's the deal. I'm going to throw this pager out the window <laughs> if you don't deal with my wife right now. And the guy was like looking at me with these big eyes. I said, fix her, <laughs> fix her right now. I'm chunking this out the window. And the nurses were all laughing. And so the guy focused and got your mom okay. And she was fine when you were born. So that as a young cool. dad, you just do what you got to do. It's like, you know, you, you kick into this protective mode where these are my, this these are mine. Mm-hmm. And I will do whatever I can and I will do whatever I have to do to protect them and make sure they're they're okay. But I don't think any guy's prepared for parenthood. Mm-hmm. I don't think any mom is prepared for motherhood. But it's just it's just funny how you're, you know, the instincts that God give you just kind of kick in mm-hmm. and you become very um you just kind of fall into that role. And I think back, you know, 
when y'all were young and growing up and I had four of you, it was just, there was nothing. It was awesome. Just being a dad of four kids was just hard and expensive, but man, it was, it was sweet. I wouldn't mm-hmm. trade for anything. Dad, let's be real. I love my husband and he loves me, but if there was going to be one of the two of us grabbing a man's shirt and telling him what to do, who do you think it would be? <laughs> I think it would, <laughs> no, I think you'd be surprised. Them. You'd be surprised <laughs> that that big athlete, Matt would, would bow up if he thought his wife or kid was a danger. I mean, That's it's true. It, it's an, it's uh it's instinct. Uh-huh. It just in. yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a very, I, I don't think I'm a real confrontational guy, but it's like, Hey, you deal with her. I don't mm-hmm. care what, I don't care what's going on upstairs. You deal with her. No, that's sweet. So I know that since there are four of us and obviously every child is different, even as we grow into adults, we're all very different and we're still all your children, but generally speaking, what would you say was the hardest or most challenging part of fatherhood? What was or is, and then what would you say is the most rewarding on the flip side? Three daughters. Next question. That's the most challenging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like I got a coffee mug that a friend gave me says, you don't scare me. I got three daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've had friends that have kids. I said, do you do you you know, do you love your kids any different? No, you love them all the same, but you treat them differently. I mean, it's like coaching sports. You have, you know, you have kids that you got to like pat on the back and kids. You got to kick in the butt and you got to figure out which of your kids falls into that camp. And you have to uh, you have to handle them differently because what amazes me about the four of you is that um y'all are all uh, the biggest blessing in my life is that my four kids love each other mm-hmm. and you four are like so tight mm-hmm. and 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 the the three girls are like extremely tight and i feel sorry for the poor girl that logan brings home uh, <laughs> as a serious woman because between his three sisters and his mom that poor girl better walk on water or she is toast. Truly. But, I mean, you think Logan is, all three of y'all think Logan is like literally perfect. I know. But, we do. We do love our baby. He's our baby. <laughs> he's the baby. But I mean, you four are so different, so different. And I've, th- to me, that's been fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, but the biggest blessing that I, I have, and I'm sure your mom would agree, is that how close the four of you are. Yeah. So I hadn't planned to ask you this, but since we're here skipping me, because you started this conversation very kindly with some compliments, but assuming that my siblings listen to this and you want them to hear what's something about Steph, Lizzie and Logan that you either admire or you're impressed by, or you just appreciate about them uniquely as, as individuals. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's it could lovely. be a characteristic, a personality trait, something they've done or do. It could be anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Stephanie, Steph is just hilarious. She is just naturally gifted, uh, of the four of you. No, none of the four of you can make me laugh out loud. Like Steph. I mean, she would impersonate teachers. She would do stuff. I mean, she is just gifted. And so as someone that appreciates humor, like I do, uh, Stephanie is just absolutely hilarious. And I just love that trait and, and everyone loves Steph. She just, mm-hmm. she's just, you know, everyone loves stuff. That's everyone so loves true. Stephanie. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much. And then Lizzie is just a, an enigma. And I mean that in a good way. She is super smart. She's, just, you know, she's super attractive. All of y'all are, but she's just so smart. She scares me sometimes. You know, she's, 
she's forming her own business right now, her own business right now. And she's telling me, I'm going to do this, this, and this. What do you think? I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I'm, I'm kind of helping her write her business plan and figure out what she wants to do. But she's, uh, you know, she can take your phone and like say, here, <laughs> hand it back to you. This is what you yeah. should have done. She's super smart. Um, she's uh, very on top of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan is just, I mean, Logan is Logan. I mean, he is, uh, he's, uh, he's the, um, he's a perfect combination between mom who's very loving and people just, you know, or gravitate to towards. Yeah. Yeah. And he's super funny, uh, which I, he got that from me. He's just, <laughs> I mean, Logan, again, like, like all of y'all, everyone loves, loves Logan. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, not to be morbid, I was at a funeral the other day and, and a guy was there and Logan came to the conversation. Oh my gosh, that's the funniest guy I ever met. <laughs> and I'm going, really? And so all this stuff, What's funny is Logan did a bunch of stuff that I never knew about. People would tell me, you know, oh, I saw your son. He's so funny. I'm like, really? But he's very, uh, he's completely non-egotistical. I was just about to say Logan's like the most humble person I know. Extremely humble. And he's Mm -hmm. very talented. He plays in bands. He taught himself to play several instruments. He's very funny. Uh, So there's times I just sit back and look at all four of y'all because like, holy cow, I am one, one blessed guy. Oh, so nice. We feel the same. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, okay. So best advice anyone's ever given you, if you can think off the top of your head. Oh, wow. Um, well, uh, personally, I had a great friend that wound up being in my wedding saying you're an idiot if you don't ask that girl out <laughs> um, because there was a four years four-year age difference and she was in high school I was in college and everybody was giving me grief about taking her out she was so young and a good friend of mine said you're you're an idiot and so I heeded his advice took her out and the rest is history um I think professionally the best advice I ever got was just you know just just kind of be 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 true to yourself. I mean, there's a there's a personality uh, test out there called the DISC, the D-I-S-C, and they do two of them. And it's, so there's the you at work, and the, there's the you professional at, at uh, uh, personally. And ideally, they should be right on top of each other, which means you're the same twenty four seven. And if they're polar opposites, then you're faking it. So mm-hmm. just you know, just be real and don't, I tell my sales teams all the time, you know, we're not curing cancer guys. We sell software. So just keep it in perspective. Perspective. Absolutely. Well, you knew this was coming. This is how I wind down every conversation. So dad, in your own words, what would you say it means to live well? To live well, is just, it's all about balance. And so, you know, I'm, I just turned 60, like I said, so, you know, uh, take care of yourself physically, go to the gym, work out, eat, eat well, don't be stupid. Um, don't let work stress you out. If your job is stressing you out to the point where you're, um, you know, uh, feeling it personally, then find another job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, not, it's like life's too short. Um, it's all about family. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to be part of a, um, the Greek family and all that it means to everybody and just, um, you know, and kind of embrace the moment. 
I think, I mean, Sarah, you saw it. I sent a text today to you guys. I had a, a, one of my sales reps went to his son's eighth grade graduation. So it got me thinking I pulled up and I had the picture of Logan's eighth grade graduation and Logan's college graduation. I'm like, man, you know, embrace it. You're going to miss this. It's like life flies by. Mm-hmm. So uh, enjoy every day. And one thing that I've been extremely blessed with is getting to know all of your friends and all of your siblings' friends, whether through having them over or coaching them in sports or whatever. And so I, I just love watching all of y'all's friends getting married, having kids, and pursuing their careers. It just it's very, very uh, rewarding to me. So that's great. That's great. Well, thank you. Any closing remarks or Anything you want to say before we wind down? Happy no, Father's Day again honored, to everybody I'm listening. <laughs> honored you asked me. It's very, I mean, I've seen the high quality people you have in your podcast and I'm honored to be one of them. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, proud of your siblings. And I think, you know, we've been very, very, very blessed. And so um, I'm very happy with what we've done and where we are and what's ahead of us. I agree. Well, thank you, dad. I love you. Love you, sweetie. Thank you for listening to this episode of well-being well said the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show rate and review and spread the word, tell your friends, tag me on Instagram all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.